0: happy wednesday everyone and welcome back to my podcast grab it quick news this is the fifth episode of season five of my podcast happy spring everybody welcome back we were on a break we are halfway done with season four we have four more episodes left and this season is done as always i appreciate every single listener supporter and writer we are in the fifth month of 2023 the month of may i hope we all partied our asses off on cinco de mayo may is the time to raise awareness and reduce the stigma surrounding mental health as well as highlighting the ways mental illness and addiction can affect all of us patients providers families and our society as a whole let's get started Internet's biggest adult sites blocks access in Utah over age verification law. This happened on May 2nd of 2023. Some of the Internet's biggest adult websites, including Pornhub, are now blocking access to Utah users over a new age verification law that takes effect. Pornhub and other adult sites controlled by its parent, MindGeek, began blocking visitors with Utah-based IP addresses this week. Now, instead of seeing adult content when visiting those sites, the affected users are going to be shown a message expressing opposition to this new law, SB 287, that was signed into effect by Governor Spencer Cox in March that creates liability for porn sites that make their content available to people below the age of 18. As you may know, your elected officials in Utah are requiring us to verify your age before allowing ex- access to our website, the message says. While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit our adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting the users and in fact is putting children and your privacy at risk. This statement, accompanied by a video of an adult creator reading the message on camera, added that the age verification requirement could drive users to sites with a far fewer safety measure, and it's called for policy makers to identify users by their device rather than requiring them to upload their photo ID. Until a real solution is offered, we have made the difficult decision to completely disable access to our website in the state of Utah, the message says, concluding with a call for Utahans to demand device-based verification solution from their policymakers. Pornhub has declined to comment on its actions in the Utah beyond that message. And it also declined to address the likelihood of attempts to circumvent the IP address filtering. Porn sites aren't the only one to face calls for age verification. State and federal lawmakers have increasingly pushed to mandate a minimum age for social media use as well. Last week, US senators proposed a nationwide ban on social media use for children under the age of 13. Age requirements for social websites have also been approved in the state of Arkansas. But porn is often a bellwether for how content and technology can be regulated. In Louisiana, one of the country's first age requirements for adult websites went into effect in January. Pornhub, which says it receives 130 million visitors a day, is still available in Louisiana despite the age verification laws. Users accessing Pornhub within Louisiana are presented with a different webpage that directs them to verify their age with the state's digital ID system, known as the Louisiana Wallet. A spokesperson for the site told a news channel that since the Louisiana law went into effect, traffic from that site has fallen 80%. The spokesperson added that unlike Louisiana, Utah lacks a similar digital ID solution. Since 2021, authorities have offered Utah residents the option to create an electronic version of their driver's license that is accepted at local credit unions, liquor stores, and Salt Lake City International Airport. According to a website for the program as of March, more than 24,000 people have registered with this system, which is designed to let users store their license on an app. But on Tuesday, the Pornhub spokesperson told, a news station that this system is not currently equipped to perform online age verification and is only set up for in-person usage. MindGeek also owns a separate age verification company known as AgeID, which is currently in use in Germany, though it does not currently operate in the United States. MindGeek did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Amid allegations that Pornhub is facilitating the spread of wide range of abuse material, the site has required since 2021 that performers who upload their content undergo an age and identification verification process. All right, we've reached the second half of my podcast where I answer questions and give advice. A gentle reminder, if you're not 18, you do not have your parents' permission to listen. Let's get it. Our first letter is from a male in Chicago. He writes, Dear Jessica, how can I stay more focused? Well, thank you mail from Chicago for writing me. I love this question. I feel like this is the time. Everybody wants to be in their focused era, their glow up era, their get a bag era. So let's just start out with what does it mean to be a focused person? So a focused person is someone who has the ability to concentrate their attention and effort on a specific task or goal. You're able to minimize any distractions and maintain a clear understanding of what is needed to be accomplished, right? So whether that's with schoolwork, whether that's with um, home life, whether that's your relationship, whether that is um, just your life in general, wanting it to be more organized. The number one thing is you want to strengthen your ability to concentrate your attention and effort on a specific task or goal. So a lot of people, well, how do I do that? The best way to do that is meditating or practicing mindfulness activities. So that way you can strengthen your well-being, your mental fitness, and it also improves your focus. So during this meditation process, your brain can become calmer, your whole body becomes relaxed, and you can focus on just breathing so that you won't be distracted by your mind, right? So there are so many different ways that you can improve your focus and concentration. But the number one I always tell people is to start with wanting to do it right it's self-discipline self-discipline is really a big key to becoming a focused person so a lot of people this may be you why can't you focus is it that you have uh, off bedtime as well as your sleep hygiene so um are you taking a nice hot shower before bed are you relaxing are you not getting enough sleep some people like to say oh i only need two to four hours but the truth of the matter is your body goes through REM cycles those REM cycles are four hours usually you need two to three REM cycles of sleep to feel like a normal person are you not eating nutritious meals or are your meals really big meals but they're not sufficient calories because the minimum amount of calories you're wanting to intake is 1200 if you're taking also you want to make sure that those calories are good calories not bad calories right having your phone and other electronics within your view before bed so that's something that I also do I do not have my phone with me when I go to bed I usually have a timer on my phone that goes off at 10 30 because I go to bed at 11 30 so I will usually put my phone on its charging port when that timer goes off and then I usually do a meditation and then If that doesn't work, I take a hot bath and then I go to bed. Um, Dependents or coworkers constantly needing your attention. So if you're a boss or a leader or a team lead, sometimes that can mess with your focus. Um, Also, your day can be structured out of sync with just your overall living rhythm. And sometimes that happens where you are a day person, but you're working a night shift, or you're a night person and you're having to get up extremely early. Um, You are overly stressed or burnt out. And I feel like this is something, especially with the last four years that we've endured, that that is possible, that you are overly stressed and you're burnt out. So you may not even be getting enough activity through the day as well. So those are just a few reasons why you're not able to concentrate and they fall under the five, you know, categories which is distractions, not enough sleep, not enough exercise, poor eating, environmental factors. So just remember that that is what you're going to need to make it. So I'm going to give you just a little rundown of what you can do to get more focus, okay? So I want you to eliminate your distractions because you are bombarded with information through the day. So make a time in your schedule where you are doing a specific task or activity. And during that time, let people know, hey, I'm doing this for two hours. I don't wanna be distracted. And go to a place where people are less likely to distract you. So like a library, a private room, your office, and make sure that you close the window so people can't. Also, always silence your notifications, always close off your social media apps, keep your phone hidden, just make the the choice. I also think reducing the multitasking. So a lot of us are in this thing where we feel like, okay, well I'm gonna talk on the phone and while I'm talking on the phone, I'm gonna go ahead and text somebody and then while I'm texting them, okay, I got that text done, let me go ahead and email this person while I'm still talking on the phone. That, actually decreases your focus so I would say reduce it so just focus on one thing okay just one thing because it can hamper your ability to focus and it can also compromise your quality right so of course I want you to practice mindfulness and meditation and this is gonna be the biggest help for you to be focused because it's going to strengthen your well-being and your mental fitness. So we talked about when you meditate, your brain becomes calmer and your body becomes relaxed and you can focus on your breathing and that will help you get um, less distracted with your mind. I don't want to set you up and pretend that, okay, when you start this and you immediately start meditating, it's going to be super easy. It's not because again, your mind is a living entity and it talks. So when you start this, it's gonna be like, well, we're just sitting here. Why are we just sitting here? You're gonna hear this dialogue in your brain. You're gonna hear things, even things that you're not even really thinking of, it will pop up because your body is still. So the number one thing is focus on your breathing. Once you get better and better at it, you will use this technique for outside of your life because those inner thoughts, they will then be a representation of the people in your life who bother you when you are trying to be focused. And you'll be able, your breath will be your task. See? Yeah. So that's what you do. My last thing for you, my last advice is going to be get sleep. Get more sleep. Stay hydrated throughout the day. Don't exercise late in the day. Don't be on your phone like two hours before bed and try some journaling, but the number one thing you wanna really do is you wanna create a predictable bedtime routine and a schedule. So meditation, a predictable bedtime routine and schedule, and focus in the moment. Whatever that is, focus in the moment. Choose to focus in the moment. The more and more you do it, the better you will be at it, okay? Good luck with that. Thanks so much for the letter. Our second letter is from a female in Texas. She writes, Dear Jessica, I am pregnant and I don't know who the father is. I'm scared to tell my current boyfriend because he thinks it is his. He isn't violent or anything. I have never been in a relationship quite like this. It is so wonderful. He treats me with love and respect I have always wanted and we laugh so much. What should I do? Well, female in Texas, congratulations on your baby. I wish you all the joys in the world. I hope that it is a joyous occasion. I really hate that you are having to stress about this particular issue, not because of the issue itself, but because you're pregnant and stress can cause issues for the baby. So try to take it easy. Now you have said some really good indicators to me that would say that you have a good man and he's probably not going to be upset with you. Um, You said you're pregnant and you don't know who the father is. And you don't want to tell your current boyfriend because you think it is his. But the part you didn't tell me is, did you cheat on him and the baby? You know what I mean? Did you cheat on him or were you pregnant? And then you got into a relationship with him and you just didn't know. So if it's the first where you cheated on him, you got pregnant and he doesn't know. Now is a really great time to tell him. I would not wait until this baby is older. I wouldn't do any of that. I would just tell him. Um, If, again, if you got pregnant and you didn't know it and then you got in a relationship with him, I don't think he, you said he's very loving and he cares. So I think if you told him the truth, he would respect that. People who are loving and respectful usually want that in the, the same, you know what I mean? Like I treat people with kindness because I want to be treated kindly. So I feel like he's treating you with love and respect, because in this relationship, he wants to make sure that it's built on love and respect. I think a lot of people think that when you love somebody and you respect somebody, that you'll never hurt them and they'll never go through these hardships. But the truth of the matter is, love is a multitude of things. Love is forgiveness, right? Love is being vulnerable. So if you're vulnerable enough to tell him, hey, this is what happened, then he may be able to love you through that. And that's what love is. And people always can respect an honest person I respect an honest person more than I respect somebody who um is lying to me that's just how it is like they may have a great it may be a great story and I'm like oh that was a nice but you lying I can't respect it and I can't trust you so that's what I would say either way I feel like this is a Conversation that you need to have. Um, I also would say make sure that you have a really good support system just in case he isn't as loving and respectful as you thought because sometimes it changes. But again, you haven't really given me a lot to go on. Like you didn't tell me how long you guys have been together. I just know that you're pregnant and that you're afraid to tell him. So just, you know, make sure that you're doing it in a safe place. Make sure that you have a good support system and Make sure that you do it with what he is doing for you. Love and respect. Thanks so much for the letter. Our third and final letter is from a female in New York. She writes, Dear Jessica, My ex will not take no for an answer we broke up four months ago we agreed to the terms of the breakup since then he texts me like nothing has happened he sends flowers and gifts to my job i keep returning the items and telling him it's over he said he won't ever love someone as much as me what should i do I am so sorry that you are experiencing this. Um, This must be really scary for you. I believe from what you have told me, this sounds similar to something called OES, which is obsessive X syndrome. It's also known as ROCD, which is relationship obsessive compulsive disorder. It's a mental condition characterized by intense and persistent thoughts, feelings, and behaviors related to a past romantic relationship people with this syndrome may find it challenging to move on from a partner and become preoccupied with thoughts about their ex which can lead to significant distress and interfere with daily life this can occur with both men and women it can be triggered by various things breakup divorce infidelity um there are 10 signs of this um and this is this is a this is very common and i don't want you guys to be like oh my god like you're diagnosing him already but the truth of the matter it is very common um to break up with somebody and have these intense intense feelings but what is not common is the duration right like the first two months, yes, we're all going to be down because if that was real love, if that was a real connection, we all felt it. And we're going to ruminate on it. We're going to analyze it. Like, why didn't this relationship work for me? What is it that I did? What is it that she did? They did. And then we try to move on. And then in the next relationship, we may say, well, that worked in that relationship and that didn't. That's completely normal. But when it's obsessive, that is the problem is that it is taking over your life as well as his life. And from what you have written me where, and I'm going to re I'm going to re read it for my, for the listeners, which is we both agreed to the terms of the breakup. They broke up four months ago. So that's a month over. Um, since then, this person is texting her like nothing has happened. He is sending flowers and gifts to her job. She keeps returning them and telling him it's over. And he said he will never love someone the way that he loves her. That sounds obsessive. So let's let's go through it. So there are signs. The first one is constantly checking up. This is a common sign that he is obsessed. If he is constantly checking up on you. That can include monitoring your social media, texting you, or calling you, or appearing unannounced at your workplace or home. They feel compelled to know what is going on. Number two, replaying past interactions. People with this syndrome find themselves replaying it. They may obsess over the things said or done and analyze how they could have acted differently. This constant replaying can lead to feelings of guilt, shame, and regret and forces them to keep contacting you. Number three, they refuse to let go. And with what you've told me, he's refusing to let go. They may struggle to let go of the relationship, even when it is clearly over. Despite the signs, they may include holding on to a hope that they can get you back. This refusal can be a significant source of distress, which is what is basically going on. They also... You haven't, I'm sure you're probably not dating anybody because you're so terrified. But the fourth stage is they try to sabotage any new relationships that you have. So if you move on, you begin a new relationship, your obsessive ex, they feel threatened and they try to sabotage that. That could be spreading rumors about you, making negative comments about you, physically intervening in the new relationship, trying to fight your new man. Yep. This behavior is a sign of deep seated jealousy and it can harm everybody involved. Number five, we're refusing to accept the responsibility for the breakup. You just said we mutually agreed and now we are refusing to acknowledge that. We also are refusing to acknowledge the role in the breakup. So this can make it difficult as well. And we are stalking our ex-partner. Stalking is a serious concern and it is a sign of obsessive ex-syndrome. It can include following you, monitoring your movements, showing up unannounced. It is terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. Becoming obsessed with the new partner. So just remember that. If you have a new boyfriend, he can become obsessed. So when you move on, you begin a new relationship, your ex can become fixated on that. They may obsess over every detail of the new relationship, become jealous, resentful. It can be unhealthy for everybody. And then eight, refusing to respect your boundaries. When someone is struggling with this syndrome, they struggle to respect boundaries. They continue to call. They continue to text. They continue to show up unannounced, even when you have begged them not to. They are excessively emotional. People who are obsessed can become excessively emotional when thinking about their ex-partner. They experience these intense feelings of sadness, anger, despair, and these emotions interfere with their ability to function on a daily life, so they kind of project that onto you. They can also Engage in compulsive behavior. When they engage in a compulsive behavior, it is related. This includes repeatedly checking their ex partner's social media, calling or texting them repeatedly, or even driving by their home or workplace. This sounds like that, right? So I'm going to tell you five ways that you can kind of move on. And this is this is gonna be very hard, but this is how you have to get rid of him. You have to set boundaries. So you have to make clear boundaries. And even if they continue to call and text you, you have to set a clear boundary and communicate that you, you don't want them to do this anymore. And if they continue to violate that, then you're gonna to have to block their number and you're gonna to have to get a restraining order. You also may need to get some emotional support and seek professional help um this is a difficult process because it feels like well maybe i'm i'm overreacting but the truth of the matter is you're not overreacting this isn't how a healthy relationship ends a healthy relationship ends where we both are amicable we move on we may talk to each other once every year kind of thing just to make sure that we're okay that's it but we shouldn't be doing this behavior And unfortunately, when you are a victim of this kind of behavior, you will blame yourself. So it's always nice to have someone to talk to who can help you identify the underlying causes and develop coping strategies that can help you deal with your ex's behavior. Unfortunately, no one wants to deal with their ex's behavior, but when it's like this, you want to. Me personally, this is another one for me. I think you need to take care of yourself. Practice some self-love and some self-care. Y'all know I love it. So... Taking care of yourself is crucial when you're dealing with someone like this. And that is um, meditation, spending time with your loved ones, focusing on your well-being. Because that's how you build that inner resilience, that inner strength that's going to help you cope with the stress that comes with dealing with this. Um, The next one for me, again, I love self-care, self-love. I want you to stay positive because it can get really easy to just get caught up in negative emotions when you're dealing with someone like that. But it's important to stay positive and focus on the good things. So set new goals, pursue new hobbies that bring you joy and fulfillment. Focus on the positive aspects of your life so you can find your own happiness and your own contentment and this can help you move on easily because I don't want you thinking that this is what you have that I have to go back to him because you don't. And I also wanna say seek legal assistance because it can be vital when you're dealing with someone like that. If they are engaging in stalking, harassing you, criminal behavior, it's really important to protect yourself. So obtain the restraining order You know what I mean? Consult with a lawyer. Take those proactive steps so you can protect yourself. I want you to be able to regain a sense of control over your life. Right. And I want you to move on more easily. So that's that's what I want you to do. Thanks so much for the letter. I hope it gets better.